now. Father, we cannot do this without you. It is all glory to God. We thank you, Lord, that you lead us and guide us. We thank you, Lord, that you are the provider. We are only mouthpieces for you. We are the feet and the hands. We will do the work. Send us the hard cases. Give us the work. Lord, we will vow to you right now. We will do the work. We will, be, we will honor you in our giving. We will honor you in our time and our talent. And we bless your name today. And we ask, God, that you continue to pour out your blessings upon us, continue to pour out provision upon us because we have vision to do more and we know that you are going to provide. You will make a way where there is seemingly no way. And we thank you right now in Jesus' name. Amen. If you've got your Bibles, turn with me to in Revelations chapter 3 and let's get into the Word of God. Revelations chapter 3, verses 1 through 6 if your Bible has subtitles, you will see that this says, To the church in Sardis. Chapter 3, verse 1. To the angel of the church in Sardis. And that's not going to... I'm going to just stop right there. That's not the, this local community. I believe there's... Is anyone from the Sardis community? Raise your hand. <laughs> TJ, Hunter. Uh, we got another one over there from Sardis. Okay, so this was written to you... No. <laughs> to the church in Sardis. These are the words of him who holds the seven spirits of God and the seven stars... I know your deeds. You have a reputation of being alive, but you are dead. Oh, ouch. Wake up. Strengthen what remains. I want to say that again. Strengthen what remains and is about to die. Warning, for I have not found your deeds complete in the sight of my God. Remember, therefore, what you have received and heard. Obey it and repent. But if you do not, wake up. I will come like a thief and you will, know at, and you will not know at what time I will come to you. Yet you have a few people. And those few people, I'm going to go ahead and call that the remnant. The remnant. You have a few people in Sardis who have not soiled their clothes. They will walk with me dressed in white. For they are worthy. He who overcomes will like them be dressed in white. I will never blot out his name from the book of life, but will acknowledge his name before my Father and his angels. Here, he who has an ear, and we talked about this last Sunday, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. And then I want to skip over to verse 11 and starting, not, not for you guys in, in, up there giving us the Scriptures, not to you, but in verse 7, this is to the church in Philadelphia. And I'll skip to verse 11, which they've got up there and they'll put up here now. In verse 11, it says, I am coming soon. Hold on to what you have so that no one will take your crown. Look at somebody and say, hold on. Hold on. Look at somebody and say, strengthen what remains. Jesus, help me, Lord, to get this word out. I thank God for moving on us as a family. My wife and I, so many times we put these sermons together, uh, the both of us working on a sermon, and I'll say, did you think about this? Did you read this? And she'll say, no, but did you read this? And did you think about this? And let me pray about that. And I'll text you and, and you text me. I'm going to tell you what, when you find a, a woman of God who loves God, I'm telling you, it's, it's important that you need to work together. Men and women, don't be married singles. God put something together in you too. 
And you need to work together. You are more powerful together. Amen? Amen. All right, so today I want to I start off and I want to kind of build off of last week's sermons where I was talking about so what. And it was not S-O-W-H-A-T, so what. Now, I did say S-O-W, and that was on the title. The title was Sowing Seeds, So, So What. And we went back and forth, and I'm sure I probably lost some people. Are you talking about sowing seed, or are you talking about so what, like S-O what? And, and it was a play on words, but I want to talk about that. And I want to, so last Sunday we mentioned how if you're in a dark place, if you're in a spot in your life right now, and I, I just saw someone in the audience right now that I want to just say, if we could, uh, Sister Bess Howe lost her husband a couple of weeks ago. And she's here in the audience. I'm not going to ask her to stand, but can we just lift our hands right now and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray that you would strengthen Sister Bess Howe. Lord, you know exactly what she's going through. You know the pain, Lord, of loss. And we ask God that you strengthen her and that family. Everybody say, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. If you know Sister Bess Howe, she's so precious and sweet to this church. I haven't gotten to know her for a long time. But in the short amount of time, she has touched my heart and touched my family. And we thank God for his blessings. If you see her out in the foyer today, give her a hug. Hang on for a little bit longer and say, I love you. It's important that we show that love. Amen. Amen. But back last Sunday, what we, had in, what we talked about was being planted. If you're in a dark place, you're in a, in a tight spot, and you feel like I'm covered up, I'm buried, and we think of being buried as being dead. You're not buried in dead. You are buried. You're planted. So quit saying I'm buried in dead, never to be anything anymore, but just say I'm in a spot right now. It's dark. I don't understand it. It has come over me, and now, but I'm planted. And you need to stay in that spot and be planted. Now being planted, what does that bring forth? It brings forth new growth. And we've got a big, big tree that comes up. And if you've been there long enough, some of you have been there a long time, and being in church, being a Christian your whole life, and you say, you know what, I've done this my whole, whole life. And sometimes, even for the old timers, and, and when I say old timers, you could be 25 years old, and you're an old timer in Christ because you've been in this your whole life. And even to that person, sometimes it comes upon you where you say, I just feel like I can't hang on. I don't know if I can hang on. I don't know if I can keep going day in and day out. Looking back at Revelations uh, 3 and 4, it said a few people, a few people. Let me tell you, to the few, it takes strength and patience. Church, I want to tell you today, hold on. Husband and wife, Hold on. Young man that is here today, you've given your heart to the Lord. You've turned over everything to Him. Young lady who's here today and you say, I'm not going to give my life or my body to anybody, but I'm holding on. I'm telling you today, church, hold on. You have no idea what could be in your future. You can't see through God's eyes, what He sees for you. But I'm telling you, He's got bigger things, greater things, and He will do better and greater things than you can even think or imagine. And I know that because He did it for me. Amen, amen, amen. 
God is going to take the burden, all of the prayers, all of the tears. I'm telling you, all of the tears. Can I get an amen for somebody who shed some tears? You've been praying. You've locked yourself up in that closet and you shut the door behind you and you said, God, I got to have a move in my life. I need you, Jesus. My husband, my wife, my work situation. Lord, I'm experiencing depression. I got to have a move of God. And you've been in that closet and nobody has seen it. But I'm telling you, nobody has seen it. But he has seen it. And he is going to honor your prayers, your tears, your reading, your fasting. Hold on. Hang on a little longer. Isaiah 40, 31 in the King James Version. I don't know what version they'll put up here. But it says, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. What did we read about? It said, Strengthen what remains strengthen what remains strengthen what remains recently i I love to work out and i've worked out for probably since i was about 25 years old i kind of started a little bit later in life but i have done i'm so bad about finding something and just overdoing it and i I thought well i'm going to get off the treadmill to save my knees i didn't have any knee pain so i got on the rower and i would row Every third day, sometimes every day, just row and row and row. And I begin to have this, this elbow pain that was like, oh, okay. I'm not 48 yet, but I'm getting there. And I just turned 48 and everybody says things start breaking. But I don't claim that for me in Jesus' name. I'm thinking, Lord, I want to be strong at 48. I want to be strong at 70, 88, whatever. And so I, I begin to have this pain. It begin to ache and ache. And I, I just said, you know what? I'm just going to stop. I'm just going to stop working out, and I'm going to eat. <laughs> so I fell off the wagon, but some of y'all, you, you can relate. You, you, can, you can fall off the wagon, and that's okay. But when you fall off the wagon, and you roll up under, and the wheels run over you, you, we've heard, you fall off the wagon and let the wagon run over you. It's a brownie. Uh, would you like a brownie, chocolate chip cookie, or lemon cake? Yes. And I did that for a few months, and the pain was getting a little bit better. But then I, said, I just said to self, self, just get back in there. Just, just go do it. I'm telling you, it's cr- I started working out more and lifting weights, and the pain went away. I, I don't know what happened, but I know one thing. While I was doing it and getting stronger and the pain was leaving me, I was like, this is just preaching to me. God, don't stop. We are not made to retire from, from God. We are not made to just get to a certain age and say, been there, done that. Time, talent, treasure. You're lucky to get my, my treasure because time and talent is gone, baby. I don't do that no more. I did it. I preached to them kids down in the Sunday school rooms. I've done the animal cookies and the Kool-Aid. Not doing it anymore. Whatever you can do, if it is just treasure, whatever you can do, don't retire. Don't retire. You keep giving. You keep giving to God and let Him keep blessing you. You were not. You can retire from the state hospital. You can retire from the prison. You can retire from the police or the fire department or nurse or the hospital. But don't you dare think, I'm just going to retire from this. I've read this book several times. I understand it. I know it. I will tell you this. Every time I read the Word of God, it says something new to me miraculously. So the title of this message is Knowing When to Let Go. And I know somebody's like, knowing when to let go. He's been talking about, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. We've got to hang on, we've got to hang on. So, you know, knowing when to let go. And then, so, no, let go of what? 
Hang on to what? If you don't know how this can feel to you, I grew up in a, in a religion where uh, if, if you wanted to have a moment at the altar, you were going to get surrounded by some very vivacious, rambunctious people. And they gather around you and they're like, one of them is, uh, I, I remember older women especially. You know, I think they got joy out of seeing a young man who they're like, oh, I know his attitude is rotten. Oh, I know he be sinning. He's the pastor's son. He's a preacher's kid, but I know ooh, I've been waiting for this. He's up there with his hands raised. I'm fixing the. I'm gonna. I believe in the laying on of hands. And I remember times up at the altar praying, and you got one old woman. She's saying, "Hold on, hold on," and the other one on the other side is leaning on me. She said, "Let go, let go." If you ever find yourself in a church scenario in that situation, just let go and hold on best you can. I will tell you, if you want to get out of there, just act excited. You get excited, they'll be excited. A little sidebar, I tell you this, I, I, I did not live my life in the right way, in the Christian way. I did not follow God and have a relationship with God. I had moments with God. You know, I can have moments with my wife. I can take my wife out for a quick date on a Friday night and then just forget about her for like 30 to 60 to 90 days. Just don't even show up. Maybe not even come home. Maybe not even go to church. You see the correlation there? Maybe just forget about her for a while. And you just ask her, does he love you? Do you love her? Oh, she knows I love her. I send her money. I do. I buy her gifts. I... Does she know that you, Do you show her? Is there a relationship there? You don't need to have moments, Easter, moments, Christmas with God. You don't need to have moments. You need to have a relationship with God. You need to show up. When God shows up, you show up. God's wanting to show out. He's showing up, wanting to show out in your life. But some of us like to get up and walk out. So I will tell you, when you come to a service, when you're here, get everything you can get out of it. When the music's playing, clap your hands. Raise your hand, give something, Give something to God. And I'm telling you, I've always said like this. When, God, when you give God everything, He will give you everything. Give God a little bit and we'll see what happens. I encourage you to give Him everything. So I will tell you, the answer to this is both. You need to hang on to God while letting go of the world. And you, you may feel like, and I, I just almost for this message wanted to put up that clip, but I was like, man, I can't do it. It's just the wrong clip. It's just, it's going to be a downer. I thought about the movie Cliffhanger. And that scene where they're out there on that, yeah, Jason's laughing. He's like, man, you can't play that when she dies. But there's a message in that. Don't think about her in that situation. But you're hanging on to, to God. And that thing that is death to you it is sin of this world and you're wanting to say god just take me hold me get me out of this hole pull me up lord save me and i want to if you'd let go of this weight of sin that is on you but lord take me and my sin lord grab me and pull me up and take me out of this miry clay put my foot on a rock to stay i can but i'm going to need you to go ahead and let go while you're hanging on 
know when to let go. But on the same, in the same sentence, I say know when to hang on. So this message, and I want them to go ahead and just start playing this video. There's a video here. It's on a loop, and you can turn that, turn that sound down just a little bit where you can just get a little bit of that ambient noise. Uh, my, my wife and I, we love to read our Bibles and drink our coffee to fall ambiance and winter ambiance and crackling fire noises on our TV. And uh, this has got a little bit of that sound here. But I want to. this is just going to play continually while I talk about this. There is a, a phenomenon that happens, and I'm going to tell you when this message came to me. I'm reading my Bible, and so many times I do like with my Bible, I do how I did in grade school. Teacher's talking, I'm listening, I'm reading, and then all of a sudden I just do this out the window. Driver, Jeremy Driver. Oh. I'm looking out my window and I'm looking at this phenomenon that is happening. You're like, phenomenon? This looks like fall. I want you to look at the trees in the background. Very few leaves on that one, none on the other. This tree has all of its leaves. I have a tree in my yard that does this. Does anybody else have a tree where the, the leaves die, but they will not fall off? They literally, I have one in my yard. It stays on there until spring, and the new growth literally is like, get out of my way. I want to grow, and I need you to fall off, but you didn't, so I'm going to push you off. I got fall in my yard on one of, a couple of trees where it actually happens in spring. Because those leaves die and they... Now this tree, the leaves are dead. The wind is blowing and they ought to be just ripping off of there, right? But it's not happening. There is a hormone that is released into a tree called auxin. A-U-X-I-N. It's, it is produced and it puts a strain... Everybody say strain... On something called the abscission layer, and that is the connection of that little leaf stem to that small little branch, and causes the bond between the leaf and the branch to weaken. Almost all trees in the wintertime will shed their leaves, but there are a few rare trees that will hang on to the leaves. They will hang on to the leaves. They will hang on and hang on and hang on. And it's, com it's something called marquescence. It's a rare few that this happens to. And so I begin to think about this, and it was, it was so hard for me to think. I'm like, Lord, I, I feel like you're telling me something, but how do I hang on, let go, when to hang on, when to let go? And I begin to think about how, for me, how I was trying to hang on to the wrong things of this world and how I was needing to hang on to God, but I was, in a, I was back and forth, I was just torn. I, was, I didn't know which way to go. But the word marquescence, what's happening right here, this is something called marquescence. And in that word marquescence is the word essence. And I begin to think about the essence of God and everything that God is, God is... He, just his essence, his strength, he exudes power and strength. And the very essence of him is one of hang on, hang on, 
Tie yourself to me. Let there be a bond. So this is a season where we know what this season is like. This season, I'm not going to say one word. I'll say another word. This season out here, this cold, it stinks. It's rough. You walk, you get out of the car. And us guys, it's pretty rough on us because the ladies are like, drop me off at the door. Oh, let me get in here. And it's just, you're just like, oh, mm, it hurts. Yeah. Any other men here today, raise your hand. You've got to work out in this cold tomorrow. You're going to be outside in the cold tomorrow all day. Can somebody just give them a hand of strength? Come on, Lord bless them. That's rough. By God's design, these leaves do not let go. Until new growth is ready. So let's think about this. These, the, leaf, the other trees that dropped the leaves, the, the, tough, the cold came. The period where the sun goes down a little further on the horizon and it's just not warm. And there's less of the S-U-N. But some of us can have a moment in our life where there's less, a little less of the S-O-N. And a little, oh, ooh. You should have helped me write this sermon. She said a little bit more of the S-I-N. Well, well, some of y'all need a little less S-I-N. Come on, Jamie Kane, and a little more S-O-N. And so in that time when there is a little more S-I-N and a little less S-O-N and it's cold and it's dark and the winds of change and the winds of this world are there's those that will just say I drop the leaves I, I, I quit I quit I quit now we know that we need to drop some sin don't look at the leaves as, as the sin here but I'm telling you there is a mentality there is a mentality that gets on people in their spirit And that when the times are tough, they say, I can't do it, I quit. But I want to focus on the strength of this tree in hanging on until I just, I I know it feels like there's something dead. I know it feels like there's just, I don't have anything anymore. I can't produce through photosynthesis. I can't make the energy for the body like I need to. And there's just nothing going on. It seems like all hope is lost. It's dead. But we go back to Revelations and it says, strengthen what remains. Strengthen what remains. How are we going to strengthen that? We have got to get so in tune with the Holy Ghost. We have got to be so in tune with the mighty power of God. Amen? And so you hang on, you hang on, and those leaves will hang on until that new growth is right there. And and God is wanting to say to somebody today, if you will just hang on a little longer, i got some springtime, i got some warmer weather, i got some new growth that's coming, and I've got a blessing for you. Somebody today is in a storm. Hold on. Change is coming. His promise is always to the remnant. Remnant is mentioned in the Word of God 540 times. You are called by God. You are a remnant. You are something that God wants to hang on to. You may look at yourself as a remnant, and we think about a remnant as maybe the leftovers or the clothing that gets left behind, that you know that you can take some remnants and you can patch them together and you can make something real nice. 
I think about the fish and the loaves, the remnant, the leftovers. If you see yourself today as I'm leftover, I'm has-been, I'm used up, I'm just crumbs. God wants to take your crumbs and He wants to turn it into something that can feed somebody else. You got a testimony. You need to be a disciple. So many times, thank y'all, y'all can turn that off. It's going to put me to sleep. My fall ambiance. And so many times when somebody gives their heart to the Lord here at Covenant Church, they, they're baptized and I'm shaking their hand and hugging them. I will immediately tell them this. I will say, you are a disciple. Amen. Oh, wow. Appreciate the vote of confidence there. Because uh, the ones I read about were pretty mighty and powerful. Awesome. Me, not so much. Um, I just, I got baptized. Uh, I said, Jesus, I love you. I know that you died for me. And please fill me with the Holy Spirit. And uh, I got to go to work tomorrow at my job. And then tonight we're going to have grilled cheese and tomato soup. And I'm normal. Like I'm regular guy. I'm not a disciple. I'm not awesome. I'm not amazing. I can't go out and heal people. People aren't healed by my shadow. I mean, I'm not a, I don't Yes, you are. You are a disciple. You have the most amazing, most widely read bestseller of all time and you've got it and you've read it and you're learning it and if even if you haven't read the entire thing whatever you read that morning whatever you read that week whatever spoke to you whatever helped to change you and get your mind right in the right place where it needed to be to get you back in that water and get baptized and start turning your life around did I say start turning your life around. You know, I was guilty of growing up in a church where if I didn't get my life perfect 100%, boom, the next day, I just quit the next, I start and stop, start and stop, start and stop. I look like those people and it's usually, it's okay, it's okay. Usually the older generation and I'm not sure, I think they had to drive and learn a different way but when I see somebody, when I see brake lights at 70 miles an hour and it runs up to 75 miles an hour and I'm still seeing brake lights, they drive them with both feet. I told my wife that. I said, you see that right there? I, 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 that's, that's, that's a certain person. There's a person driving that car, and they got both feet on the pedals. They're braking and gassing it the whole time. It's hard to live for God when you're driving with both feet. You need to get your foot off the brake. You need to stop forgetting, or you need to start forgetting about the things in your past, the things that want to slow you down, the brake pedal. Get your foot on the gas pedal and start slamming on the gas. Get as far as you can away, you, away as you can from your past, from your mistakes. Get away from that and say, Lord, I need more of you. I don't want to look at you, Covenant Church, and see brake lights. I want to be trying to keep up with you. Amen. You are called by God. If you don't see the new growth, strengthen what remains. Praise team, I need y'all to come on up and y'all know what song we're going to sing. We're going to sing the old rugged cross and they're probably going to move into another song because I messed up their plan today because they probably had something else. But I'm telling you what, that song spoke to me. I will cherish the old rugged cross because there's some times when I've got to hang on to an old rugged cross. I don't care if there's splinters, so to speak, or it's rough, whatever situation I'm facing, I don't care that it could be a little rough. I will tell you what, so much is represented in that cross. 
and in this song that we're going to sing here in a minute. But it's time, church, you need to dig in. You need to armor up. And you need to strengthen the bond. Just like we saw in the winds. Hanging on. Hanging on. But I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm hanging on. I'm hanging on. I'm hanging on. The wind is blowing. And no, hang on. Hang on. Why? Because there's new growth coming. And just when you thought you couldn't hang on, one more second. God says, come on, new growth. I want to do a new thing in you. I want to do a new thing in you. Fight the gravitational pull of society. Let us all stand. Then when the real you bonds with God in a real way, the things of this world will fall away. 1 John 2, 17 says this, The world and its desires pass away, but the man who does the will of God lives forever. Lives forever. Planted, strong, and patient. In 2 Corinthians, y'all don't have this up there, but it says... Darkness does not dwell with light. It's time to move into a new season. Look at your neighbor and say, it's time to move into a new season. I know we do that a lot. We're like, tap your neighbor, tell your neighbor. You, you know why I like to do that? It's because you sometimes you need to hear that somebody else is moving into a new season. Maybe tell your neighbor, I'm moving into a new season. I don't know about you. I'm, I'm going. I'm going, I'm going to hang on until that new growth comes. God is saying to someone today, I appreciate your tenacity. I appreciate your fight. Now, let the old die and fall away and let me do a new thing. I need to tell somebody today, let God be God. You're hanging on, hanging on, hanging on like that dead leaf on that tree. Just winds blowing. It's tough. I'm just I'm in a I'm in a turmoil situation and I'm hurting. And people don't even know. They ask me at work, how you doing? I'm like, I'm good. But you're just shaking and rocking. And you're just trying, you're just you're just trying to hang on. How's things going with your family? We're good. How's your marriage? Oh, we're good. We're good. How's your kids? We're good. How's your mom and them? We're good. You're not good. But I will tell you this. If you will hang on, new growth is coming. And it's going to push all of that old away. And that old is going to fall off. And you will be, let's get the right shirt out. You will be continually better. If you're new here to Covenant Church, another thing that we say all the time, and if you can attest to this and you're here today, and I say this, we're a church full of comeback stories. If you're a comeback story, why don't you just wave a hand to God right now? Lazarus was dead. He was dead in the grave. So if, oh my goodness, quit making excuses. Everybody, if you're here today and you're like, oh, but, oh, but you just don't, oh, if you only knew, oh, but you know, I, I can't talk about it. I don't want to share it. But uh, I, God can't. Lazarus was dead. Hello. He was dead. And God 
saw something else. Whatever you feel like today, wherever you're at, I'm dead. I don't even feel. I mean, we're standing here. This is going to be an altar call. They're playing this song. This is church music. I'm in a church setting. I don't even feel God right now. I literally am not even moved in my heart. I don't feel the tear. I don't feel anything. I am dead. I will say to that person today, you need to start saying this right now. You need to start praying in the Spirit to yourself quietly if you need to and say this. Say, Father, I need you to strengthen what remains. And if you need to pray that to yourself quietly, a grown man, a grown woman, whoever's in the house, and you don't want to come to the front to get prayed for, you don't, you're, you're in the process, you're turning your life around. This is a process con- continually better, okay? A church full of comeback stories. You've got to come back, and there's some, there's some steps in that comeback. And so if you feel dead right now, if you don't feel like you don't have anything, I'm dead, I'm in a grave. They don't roll the tomb across me, the stone across me. I'm sealed up, dead, forgotten about forever. If that's you, start today. Start today. How can you start today? You can do this. Lord, I pray that you strengthen what remains. Even if you have to say it silently in your head, you say, Lord, strengthen what remains. Let me speak to the man or the woman here today who I'm I'm speaking. There's a part of you, even in your cold, dead state, if you are there, there's a part of you that says, I remember singing this song when I was 10 years old, 11, 12. I will cling to the old rugged cross. And you would sing it at a young age. And you would be stirred in your emotions. But the sins of this world and the time in this world and the things of this world begin to, begin to break the bond with your heavenly Father. And there wasn't the emotion that you experienced at a young age. I'm telling you, there is still something there. You need to say, God, strengthen what remains. I don't see it, God. I don't, there's not even a spark. You know that you can go up to a campfire. There's no smoke. And it's just dead and dry. But if you'll dig down, there's some hot coals down there. I'm telling you, you've got to say the prayer, though. You've got to say, Lord, strengthen what remains. Stir up the gift in me. The Holy Spirit that was embedded in my soul, embedded in my spirit when I was just a young boy, just a young child. God, I need you to stir it up in me. Work on me, God. Do something in me. I'm ready for a new work. I'm ready for a new thing. Come on, church, raise your hands and let's pray for that person that is beside you or bow your head. If you don't want to raise your hands, Bow your heads with me and let's begin to pray right now for the person, for the man, for the woman who is saying, God, I need you, Jesus. I need a new work. Change it someday for a crowd. Come on, you today. I want you to make your way to the front. So I'll cherish the old On a man, on a woman. That's it, young man. I want you to give everything.
everything to God. Pour your heart out to God. Let's get praise to God. Come on, let's thank God for what He's doing right now. There's a man, there's a woman who's making a step to God. I'll cherish the old Exchange it someday. And exchange it someday for a crown. Come on, church, let's sing it one time together. Come on, as a corporate body. So I'll cherish the old rugged cross. I'm gonna hang on. I'm gonna hang on to you, God. Till my trophies at last I Oh, yes, Jesus. transition into another song and we're getting ready to baptize five people in the lovely name of Jesus I want to give praise and glory all glory and honor to God God is doing great and mighty and powerful things in average people people that feel like I'm average I don't have anything to give but I'm telling you, God has more. You are a disciple. You are a witness. You are a testimony. As they sing that next song, I want us to realize that we are a disciple. You have a testimony. Walk out of this place today fired up for God. There is new growth. There is new things coming. If you're planted, stay planted. You are not buried and dead. You are planted with a promise and a hope and a future for what God is going to do. 2024, claim it for yourself. Claim it for your family. 2024, I will grow up. I will be bigger. I will stay rooted. And I will bust through this ground. I will do something for God this year. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hang on, we're going to 